Welcome to God Mom the Podcast, a podcast seeking to spread God's word through relationships, experiences, and testimonies. I'm your host, Maya Holloman, daughter, sister, student, friend, mom, teacher, leader, and God Mom. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you join us again. What you say? What 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 did you say? <laughs> I am so glad that I accepted the fact that God did not give me the gift of song, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you have came to hear another episode, and I know for a fact that being a parent will never ever come with a "I did it perfect" award. And I never want anybody to listen and think that they have to say I'm perfect. I want you to be able to say, I parent the best way I know how. And I know that the best way I know how is the most excellent, the most effective, the most useful and attractive way possible. And by attractive, I mean that it looks good on me and my child that I parent her this way. I'm more happy. My child is more happy when I parent out of love. And when I read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, I just wanted, I just only could think about the positive ways that our community could change if we have more anger awareness, if we were aware of the ways that we could make somebody angry because sometimes we may forget that the the things that make me angry are not the same things that make others angry and things that make others angry may not really necessarily make you angry so just thinking of ways that or expressing ways that you can be angry or ways that, or ways that you can anger your child and then the possible ways that you could tackle anger and if you like what you hear in this episode please rate this podcast five stars and don't forget to leave a comment episodes can be found on spotify apple Podcasts, and anchor if there's something that grabs your attention a comment you'd like to make or a question you have for me follow the podcast on instagram at godmom the podcast if you're listening on anchor you can leave a voice message to get a chance to have your comment featured on the podcast. I hope that you enjoy this episode. It's time for an honest moment. Honest moment. A moment in time where I share a struggle that I have because don't we all. Uh, today, my honest moment is I miss home. And I could say we because me and Aubrey miss home. We talked about that recently. Um, and that's why my girl is enjoying her life right now <laughs> with family and friends. I am grateful that I was given the opportunity to leave home um, because I've learned so much about myself. Good and bad things about myself. Um, I've learned my righteous behavior shout out to 30 minutes with the perrys because they talked about righteous anger and how you deal with anger and uh, also a good thing um that i've learned that i really am good with building relationships with people and that god loves me and i am learning to create boundaries 
was able to protect my peace and be around people that I enjoy um, instead of um, the pressure that I used to have to just do things because someone said it, which leads to some of my the bad things that I've learned about myself. And I say bad, but they're not necessarily bad because I've learned them about myself, so I'm working on them. And it's just proven that we're human and we all have things to work on, but I am very codependent. And I am really working on it. I'm so glad that God was able to illuminate that to me so that now I am able to, you know, set boundaries uh, with myself on when to say no and things of that nature. Um, I've also learned that I have anxiety, which I am doing my best to cast my cares to the Lord and just believing in his power so that I don't struggle as much with that. Um, And also having a attention deficit disorder <laughs> um because goodness it is difficult and so um and that I um so like I said not really bad things but um things that I realized were not good and that I'm learning to do better on and accept so that I can grow I also learned how much time I was not spending with Aubrey since I moved down here and just how important it is to, like, be intentional with the time that you're spending with your child. And, like, I've learned to be intentional with my time because I need my time, too. And so, like, being intentional with the time that I spend with her, uh, putting her needs before mine more often, um, even if that includes playing with dolls that I just don't enjoy doing. But I've learned to you know, spend more time. And I realized that when I was at home, I was definitely spoiled and had very selfish ways because I was like, well, I am so tired from work. I need my time. I need rest. And realizing now that, like, my daughter needed my time. My daughter needed rest. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so I'm just grateful for the things that I've learned. And I still do miss home. So that's just my honest moment. Thank you for listening. So grab a pen and paper or slide on over to your notes. It's time for another episode. So I'm recording this episode on the couch under the color in Florida with my friend. Um, because God been dealing with me, y'all, and he told me to stop being lazy. He been telling me Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 through 11 over and over again, and I'm just tired of being lazy, y'all, and here I am. (laughs) So here I am. The name of this episode today is What You Say, and I know y'all heard me singing like Jason Derulo. When I heard the song, He said, I was so wrong for so long, only trying to please myself. And I just really cannot understand how. I know for a fact that I can't sing, but I keep doing it. But I really hope that y'all enjoy it because, as y'all can see, it cracks me up. And honestly, I've been wrong so many times with this parent thing. And the one thing that I know for a fact is important is what I say. 
So as we're thinking about Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, which is just picking up for where we stopped off on the the last episode, Monkey See, Monkey Do. Uh, Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus, and he was just, you know, giving them their work. Um, They were supposed to be living in a specific way, and they were not. Kind of like what we're doing on earth right now. As Christians, we need to get it together. Um, but they were not doing what they were supposed to do. And Paul, um, I'm going to have to do an episode on Paul because, y'all, he, he dope. But Paul is writing to them, trying to tell them to be better. And in chapter 6, verse 1 through 4, he's specifically talking to the parents and the children and giving them some advice on, you know, how to be more like Jesus intends us to be the reason that Jesus came to earth. We were given a second chance. He's We are redeemed if we have sick, um, accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we should live like he wants us to. So um, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 4, um, when he's talking to the parents of children, he is commanding um, and making a promise to the children. And he is commanding and giving instructions to the parents. And so, if you've never read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 4, um, or you haven't listened to the podcast, Monkey See, Monkey Do, I'm going to go ahead and read that to you one more time because it's the Bible and it's the truth and we need it and it's good for you. Can't hear it enough. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, because this is right. Honor your mother and father. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in training and instruction of the Lord. And um just want to say, excuse the baby in the background. <laughs> Shout out to new baby. We love him. Send her prayers and hopes and um, um, comfort and peace to the mom and good health. And thank y'all for that. But shout out to me being a TT. <laughs> okay, so if you hear a baby, you know, just pray. Pray my friend, strengthen the Lord as she is a new mom. And... Yeah, this is who we do this for. Growing up as a the daughter of a the granddaughter of a pastor, um, I heard a lot about obeying your mother and father growing up and not really a lot of Ephesians chapter six verse four. And I don't wanna say that for all people who are the granddaughter of a pastor but just putting emphasis on it i've known the bible for a long time but um i ain't always know the importance of the way that we talk to our children as well and god has illuminated this to me and i have been using this in my home because i don't want to stir up anger in my child because the bible tells me it um so uh, anger is a feeling of annoyance, of displeasure, of hostility, usually caused by violence. It is when you feel it can be caused by being threatened or being attacked. When you feel frustrated, it can lead to anger. When you feel powerless, it can lead to anger. 
and a lot of anger and one of the most profound definitions to me um especially just being who I am is that it's a is a response to pain and a lot of people who are angry are responding to pain and hurt and trauma and things that they didn't like how they felt and so um as I was discovering what anger was I wanted to know ways that you can be angry as well so um just gonna read through this list of words uh ways that you can start up anger and as I was going through this list there were two different ways that you could start up anger um through your words and your deeds and honestly if I try to do both of them in one episode it's gonna be two hours (laughs) and maybe it's because I talk too much but mostly because I think that this is important and I don't want to try to stuff all of this into one episode I think that it could be broken into two so of course, because this episode is what you say, we're going to focus on the words that stir up anger. And there are four different categories of words or things that you could say that could cause anger in your children, since we're talking about parents and children. Um, but just starting off now, um, just want to get this disclaimer for anybody that is not a parent that is listening. Maybe you want to be a parent or maybe you don't. I think that this information can be used for anyone. I think that it could be used in any relationship. Just identifying that anger looks different and we can tackle anger in many ways. Okay, so uh, ways that start up anger. The first one is unreasonable commands. Is this something that you would do? Do you even do it? Did you give an instruction on how to do it? Have you taught your child how to do this command that you have given? Are they even in the correct age range for the command that you have given? And I just want to give an example because I always want like want to make sure that I'm never trying to portray an image that I feel like I got parents a down pack and I am perfect at it because I'll be learning with y'all, with myself. This is a day-to-day thing. No parent is perfect. I said that in the beginning. There is no way for me to earn an award called the perfect parent. Um, However, I want to be the best parent ever. I want to be the best parent that I could possibly be. Possibly (laughs) be. And... When I thought about, um, like, the age limit, because I used to, like, when I was, like, four or five, get angry that she would not make her bed. <laughs> like, she's four and five, and I was highly irritated that I would walk out of her room. And she's an intelligent kid, so I know that she knew what it meant to make up her bed. She would do it on some days, but I expected her to do it every day. And so I had to, like, literally find something practical to do. And that was go to Google and look up age limits on what my child can do. Um, So is it in their age limit or in their maturity? Because you know your child. We know our children. Um, 
so comparing the two to each other. Yes, I know my child's maturity level. However, based on their age and their knowledge and how their brain is functioning, um, this is the limit in which I will command my child to do something. So are you giving unreasonable commands? Um, are you telling your child not to do something however you're doing it consistently? Um, an example that I use, um, just an easy example because I've seen it, I've done it, I had to correct myself, is that you tell your child not to curse, but you use every curse word available in the dictionary and in the urban dictionary. And um, I, I learned this early on with Aubrey. Um, and I believe that I've said this on the podcast before, but like Aubrey has a swear jar that we use faithfully because if I curse, she's going to make me put some money in it. She just helped hold me accountable. Um, however, Aubrey cursed one day. I think she said the the S word. Um, she cursed. <laughs> and I could not spank her because I knew that she got it from me. So my focus was what do I need to do to keep my child from repeating me because she's a child. What do child do? What do children do? Repeat people. They do what you say. They do what you do. So um, I started to change my like my vocabulary. What am I going to? What am I saying? Am I watching what I am saying around my child? Um, just teaching her to be respectful. I respect my child, so I'm not going to curse in front of her. This is not a language that I would like for her to use. So I'm not going to use it. It would be unreasonable, an unreasonable command for me to command my child to never curse when that is the language that I use very often on her. Um, do I tell my child to control her anger? Um, or do you tell your child to control their anger? However, it is very difficult to control yours. Yeah. And that one really got to me, too, because it is difficult for me to control mine. However, I am learning to communicate that with my child. Hey, I need a moment communicating the time that I need to take a break because I don't want to yell at you. So are you are you even giving your child um, tools that they can use through example? Um, so what what unreasonable commands are you giving? Just thinking about that. And just sitting with those and thinking like a, a lot of our anger that we get towards our children comes from an unreasonable command. Why would I ask you to do that when I knew that in the past you could not do it? Why don't I just help you do it? Why would I ask like like why would I ask Aubrey? to sweep the floor when I know that she's going to not do a good job at it. And it's, it's just, it just saves you the anger. It saves you anger when you don't give a command. When I would tell Aubrey to bring me the big juice and then she would drop it. I can't be mad. Why would I tell her to bring me that big juice? That was an unreasonable command and now I got an attitude because she wastes the juice all over the floor and I got to clean it up. When I could have got up myself and picked it up. You get what I'm saying? All right, so let's refrain from giving unreasonable commands because it will stir up anger in your child. Your child will begin to say, how dare, why am I getting popped in my mouth for cussing when my mama cussed every other word? And I oop. The second one is insulting or disapproving language. Insulting or disapproving language. And this is anything that is... That tears your child down. 
anything that you would not approve. And this just goes back up to that cursing that I talked about with those unreasonable commands, as well as a saying that I've heard recently and consistently and seen as a teacher that parents are a child's first bully. I have some friends who tell me all the time, like, my mom called me ugly, my mom called me dark chocolate blackie, like, my mom told me my hair was nappy, my mom called me big, my mama told me to eat better, my mama told me to lose weight, and like, you were your child's first bully, we make, we like, just a lot of tearing down, a lot of insulting of a child, and we like, um, in the black community, make it as a joke, ha ha ha, he he he, but it's not funny, it's not, it's, it's insulting, you don't like when people talk about you, matter of fact, some of y'all be fine when people talk about y'all, some of y'all be fine when people talk about y'all. But let your child draw her hand back when you call her ugly. Get your ugly stuff over here. That's not cute. That's damaging. Let's not do it. If you've done it, I'm not trying to tell you that it is the worst thing, that I think that you're the worst person. I just want us to be better for our children and be mindful of what we are saying. Uh, there is power in our tongue. So if we consistently say ugly to our child, they're going to believe that they're ugly. If we consistently say peanut head, we're going to, our child gonna be, is going to believe they have a peanut head. If we continue to call our child with your big ears, they're going to be uncomfortable about their ears. Okay? Calling them yellow and making them feel bad about their skin color. Calling them dumb. Get your dumb tail slow, retarded, oh, which is a word you definitely should not use. Um, but using those is like, they say words of endearment, but they are not. They are damaging. Again, they are insulting. Must I pause and say that please, please refrain you guys find another word to use stop cursing at your children stop calling your children b words b get your tail down like it is not tail please guys h word how are you calling your blessing these words again if you have I pray that you apologize to your child and you say, I'm sorry. I love you. I do not feel this way about you. You're calling your child a female dog. You're calling your child an H word, which is someone who sleeps with a lot of people in these terms that you mean it. And that's what you're saying about your child. That's what you're speaking over your child, that they're an H word, that they're a B word. That they're mean and aggressive to others. That's what you're speaking over your child. That they're a slut. That people should just take advantage of them. That they let people do that. That's what you're speaking over your children. Can we just find better words? Can we just be a little less... Can we take a deep breath? Can we take a deep breath? Another way that you stir up anger in a child with your words is public scolding. Um, And that's just 
yelling at them in front of everybody. Um, I'm going to beat your tail, yeah. I'm going to beat you. Um, things of like, didn't I tell you never to do that? Um, I was watching Karen, if y'all haven't watched it, and she yelled at her daughter because she was like, didn't I tell you to never come over here? Get home now. And I'm just sure the embarrassment that she felt like being yelled at in front of somebody. And I just know, I think about myself as a child, and I hated being yelled at, and I still do to this day. And to be yelled at in front of other people, especially your peers, goodness embarrassment embarrassment beyond measures um and if you make a habit of doing this then um it creates anger in your child it isn't it doesn't create fear your child isn't like dang i shouldn't do this to my mom anymore it becomes a like she gonna embarrass me anyway so i might as well just do what i want to do she give him a nerve she always doing this to me and it becomes anger so um do you need to embarrass them in front of everybody? Is that a control issue? Do you feel like I've lost control of my child? This cannot be happening. Again, take a breath. Is it absolutely necessary for you to be splitting them in the middle of Walmart? Is it absolutely necessary for you to pop them in their mouth? Get what I'm saying? Is it absolutely necessary? <laughs> Is it absolutely necessary? Because I understand that some of these kids are lost their mind. However, I believe that it's how you teach them. It's how you teach them. And the more you get better at it and you're apologizing because you're saying like, hey, I didn't know you any better. I'm sorry that I did this to you. We're going to do this together. I want you to hold me accountable. Can you tell me when you feel like I am embarrassing you? Can you tell me when you feel like I've yelled at you in front of somebody? Because you just want to be held accountable. Another way that you can cause anger with your words is expressing private matters. And because I know that we all live the same life, <laughs> and we all cousins are related because we be living the same life. Um, I know y'all parents used to call y'all grandma, your auntie, your uncle, your great-granddaddy, um, your great-aunt and her best friend and let her know what you did while you was at school today and how they had to call or that you did this at the house and you made her mad and she had to tell your business. And y'all, y'all, please stop. Please stop telling your child business to other people. They told you something in private. It is not nobody else's business. Shut your mouth. Did you really need to tell somebody that bad how does it feel when somebody tells your secret how do you feel when you are ashamed of something and someone feels the need to tell everybody about this thing that you're ashamed of how did you feel when that boy told everybody that y'all kissed and it was supposed to be a secret how did you feel when how did you feel when you use the restroom by yourself and you told your friend in confidence, but she told everybody. Okay, let's just refrain from doing things that we, you know, just wouldn't feel good. That wouldn't feel good. Okay, so 
those are just ways using your words that you can allow or cause anger in a child. Giving unreasonable commands, using insulting or disapproving language, um, doing public scolding and expressing private matters. But I can't give you guys the ways that you cause anger without telling you how you can do better. And so we're going to tackle that anger, okay? We're going to tackle it. We don't want to do it anymore. We want to be better. We don't want to, we want to fight it head on. We want to knock it down to the ground. We want to keep it from advancing. When you're playing football, you tackle because you want to keep the team from the, the opposite team from advancing. You're trying to keep them from getting a touchdown. You're trying to keep them from scoring because you want to score. So we're going to tackle anger because we don't want anger to score. We trying to get to the finish line. And the way that we can do that first is remembering the power of the tongue. Okay? The power of the tongue. And I'm just going to flip on over to Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 real quick. Um, because I want to read this to y'all. Because I want y'all to understand the importance of the power of the tongue. And it says. And look, I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> Um, I'm going to read 20 and 21, actually. And it says, From the fruits of a person's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is filled with the product of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. And this is just saying, God is telling you, Hey, listen. Uh, Solomon wrote this, and we know that Solomon is wise. Solomon is saying, hey, we are to be fruitful, and, and, and not just in having children, but in what we say, the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and self-control, and, and love. We are supposed to bear those fruits. It should come from us. So when I say, what I say should be out of love. Okay, so if I'm remembering that how I speak, how I speak is is a product, like that's what I'm gonna eat off of. You you you'll speak differently. If I speak death, if I speak negative, that's what I'm gonna eat. Like that's what I'm gonna feel like negative. If I speak positive, those words of affirmation that they you hear often say, speak those affirmations. When you speak life, that's what you're eating. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. You keep speaking, you can't keep your mouth off of that negative thing. Hey, you gonna, you gonna soon see. You gonna soon see that negativity in your life. So, in the same way for your children. You keep speak, speaking the negativity, the, the words that'll cause anger over your children. Watch it. Watch what it'll do to it. But... Change it. Change it up a little bit. Instead, change how you speak. And that's what we're going to do with the rest of these. So, tackle is T-A-C-K-L-E. T standing for tongue. Because the power of life and death is in your tongue. And then we got these affirmations, okay? Affirmations are extremely important. And words of affirmation, if you have not read the love languages of children, amazing book. Talks about the five love languages primary um love languages and words of affirmation is one of them um 
And worse, something that the book pointed out to me as I was reading it is that some people will find words of affirmation very easy. Some people will find it like gibberish. Being able to affirm people will be very difficult for them. And so I just want to give a few tips on how you can be a little bit more affirming if this is something that you struggle with. And then if this is if if you like wondering, do I struggle with this? If you hear these words of affirmation that I'm about to go through and you're like, ooh, I use that, you're probably one of those people who find words of affirmation a little simple and Maybe you could use that in your encouragement for your child, um, giving them affirmations often. Um, and knowing that I was also a person that struggled with words of affirmation, I am a person who um, needed Google, honestly, <laughs> to give me ways that I could be better at affirming others as a teacher, and but mainly my child, which is what we what we're talking about. Um, so, words of affirmation. I was impressed when you, and then, what were you impressed for? What made, what were you like, ooh, you blew my mind. Child, I did not know you could do that. That's a word of affirmation. Thank you for, and what did they do for you? Did they clean up? Did they give you a kiss? Did they give you a gift? Did they remember to pick up the trash off the floor? Did they remember to do their homework? Say thank you for it. That is a word of affirmation. I believe in you. Simple. Word of affirmation. I love your nose. I love your eyes. I love the way you smile. I love your ears. I love your hair. I love your skin. Just examples of ways that you can affirm. Good thinking. So simple. You tell you could tell that your child was struggling on a problem and they worked with their way through it. Good thinking. You can see that your child was trying to figure out how to put those blocks together and they finally wiggled it in the right place. Good thinking. Your child tells you, Mom, I don't like the broccoli when you add the thyme leaves. And y'all, I'm just saying stuff. Please, please don't bash me for putting thyme in broccoli because I ain't never did that. But I value your opinion. Telling your child that you value their opinion, imagine imagine being told that when you were a child. Imagine knowing your entire life that your opinion mattered because your mom told you, because your dad told you, because your aunt told you, your uncle told you. Someone told you, I value your opinion. That is a word of affirmation. Um, the last one that I'm going to read is, I like your company. I like your company as a person whose love language is quality time. If somebody told me I like your company, oh, it would make me feel so good inside because what? Thank you. I'm so glad because I like yours too. That's why I'm here. Affirmation. So we got the power of the tongue and tackle. 
It's like tackling anger by acknowledging the power of the tongue. We're tackling anger by giving affirmations. And we tackle we tackle anger by correction. And it's private correction. And so just making sure we're not correcting our children. Um, that Going against that private scolding. The opposite of scolding. I mean public scolding. The opposite of that would be private. And also making a correction instead of a scold. Um, how can I correct this behavior in private? How can I... Um, uh, remind myself that hey, I acknowledge what you did in this public place, and we're gonna correct that as soon as we get home. If you're like me, set a reminder because you don't want to forget to make the correction because then you become all talk no play. I mean, all talk no no bark. And we we we. Mm, I tell my students, I don't make threats. I make promises. I like promises, and so um. I, I need to set that reminder or I forget. So if you need to, set a reminder so you can go back and have that conversation with your child. Hey, we don't do this. In the moment for me, I like to give options. Like, hey, you can either pick up this toy right now and then we can go in here and play Connect Four because we need some time. I want to spend some time with you. Or you can clean it up later. And we can play Connect for now, however it's going to happen. And it doesn't matter how tired you are. It doesn't matter how much you cry. This is going to happen before you go to bed today. You can give options. You're in the store. Your child showing out. You can say, hey, buddy. You got two options here. You can either stop showing out like this. And we can go on about our day, and mommy ain't got to show her tail because you embarrassing us in this store and um, acting as if you don't know any better. And um, <laughs> or, or you can keep crying, and we're going to walk out of the store, and we're going to handle it in the car, and we're going to come back in here. And I'm sure that your child is going to get it back together because they don't want to get to the car. They don't want to have that conversation in the car. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to do that. And so just giving them those options. And you got to stick to it because if they keep showing out, you got to pull the buggy over and head to the car. And you can't stop because they stop crying. You got to get all the way to the car because I gave you an option. So now I got to stick to it. All right, so you got to get them options. We got to get those corrections in place. So we we remember the power of the tongue. We give those affirmations. We affirm, but we also correct. We give those corrections. Then we got the K and tackle. Keep encouraging. Keep encouraging your children. Keep encouraging them. I hope you have a better day. You got this. Be kind to yourself. It's okay to make a mistake. It is all right to fail. At least you try. It is never too late to try again. A mistake does not define you. Maybe that was a bad decision, but you are not a bad person. Words of encouragement. Because, again, y'all, it was hard for me to do this, so I had to Google it. And these are things that I do. 
when I notice that my child is having a bad day, hey, I hope that you feel better. Do you need a hug? Would you like for us to pray? Okay. Uh, In Romans chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, and I'm going to go to that real quick. Romans chapter 15, verse 1 and 2. It says, now we who are strong have strong, I mean, have an obligation to bear the weakness of those without strength and do not please ourselves. Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good and build him up. And sometimes it's hard to encourage and affirm, give affirmations to your child when you are frustrated and you just want to please yourself and you just want to be like, ah, I just want to go to sleep. I just want to scream because I'm so angry. However, it's best to please your child and build them up instead. I, I want to I wanna be stronger. I want to grow stronger in the way that I am teaching. And this is, is labeled the, the, the teaching of um, the Lord. He wants us to please others, not ourselves. This is not about you. Right now, you're frustrated, but you got to take a deep breath because it's not about you. You got to take a deep breath. You got to let it go. You got to be more kind. You got to give that encouragement to your child, okay? Uh, When I think about the words of encouragement, just keeping the encouragement and giving the affirmation, I am taken to Romans chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, and it says, Now we who are strong have an obligation to bear weak bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves. Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. And it's saying like, hey, I'm good at this. I'm better at this. Um, um, Not I'm better at this and I'm better than you, but hey, I've done this before, been here before, and I want to help you out. So since since I can help you out a little bit, I'm going to give you some encouragement, give you some affirmations. I'm trying to get you to grow stronger in the Lord, okay? I'm trying to get you to grow stronger for this world. It is going to be hard. And if you have this encouragement built into you, if you have these affirmations built into you, even though it is hard for me, I am pleasing you. I am doing what is best for you. And in in return for you doing what is best for your child, you're doing what's best for yourself. You're doing what's best for yourself. You're learning to be more affirming. You're learning to be more encouraging. And when you learn how to treat other people well, you learn how how well you want to be treated. You could tell, like, hey, God affirms me. God encourages me. He wants me to be built up, not tore down. And, and and because you want your child to be seen and you want to teach your child the right way, the words to use, you want those people to be around you too. They got to be around you too. The people around you got to be encouraging and affirming you. All right, so we remember in our tongue, we are affirming our children. We are correcting them. We are keeping them encouraged. We got L for looking for the good. All right, we we say that we it's easy to find the bad things that our children. You didn't clean up, you didn't take out the trash, you didn't wash dishes, you didn't sweep the floor, you didn't do your homework, you didn't turn in your assignment, but they did change a diaper, they did hang up a picture, they did 
mopped the bathroom. They did clean out the tub. They did wash the mirrors. It was something good that they did. So identify those. Look for the good and identify them. Vocalize them. Say it out loud. Tell them that you appreciate it. Hey, I noticed that you picked up all your shoes and took them to your room instead of leaving them in the middle of the floor. Thank you for that. Not being sarcastic. Finally, you took them shoes up. No, please, please. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. That thank you will go a long way. So look for that good. Lastly, please do not express without permission. So, you know, we talked about that. Expressing private matters. If you express with permission, then it's okay. Ask your child for permission. It's respecting. You don't want nobody telling your business, right? And if they felt the need to, you would love for them to call you and ask for permission, correct? Yeah, I know, because me too. <laughs> or at least you, even if you don't say it right now, you, you'll, you'll admit it later that you just wanted somebody to say, hey, um, I, I think that this will be beneficial for someone, so I want to say it. Or if you're struggling with, like, something that your child told you or, you know, your child did something and you really want to tell someone, maybe you should just say, hey, can I tell them about what happened at school today? I asked my child this, and I know it seems like crazy, but I asked her if something happens happens at school and she tell me about it and then I'm on the phone with her TT, I'd be like, Arby, can I tell TT Drew? She say yes sometimes, and she say no. When she say no, I be like, well, Drew, I can't tell you. And because me and my sister are, we love respecting children. <laughs> she be like, okay, and we change the subject because that's not our business. But there are times where I will be like, yes, you could tell her it's okay. And so just ask them for permission. And if you feel like you need to talk to her so bad and your child said no, talk to her about it. Talk to him about it. Maybe you just need to understand that you need to know why. And you got to be okay with asking why. And then you got to be okay with answering why because that's important too. But we'll get there with the next episode. (laughs) That why question is super important. But ask your child why. Get that understanding. Because I'm sure that the reason that you want to talk about it is because you just want to understand that why did my child do this? Why didn't my child do this? You want to understand it. So ask your child. They the one that didn't do it. They the one that did it. <laughs> Give them a, tell them that you value what they have to say. Show them that you value what they have to say by asking them why. Get an understanding first before assuming. They they skipped the test. They skipped class. Why did you skip class? Is something hard? Is there a reason why you went there? Do you need some help? Get an understanding. Don't say, you're skipping class because you've been with that boy. You've been with that boy. Whole time she just don't understand math and don't want to go to class. Ain't got nothing to do with that boy. Get an understanding, okay? All right? Some things are not that important in comparison to breaking the trust between you and your child. It's not that important for you to say it. Okay, because now your child don't trust you, she can't tell you nothing else. Now she's telling Billy, and Billy going to tell Bob, and Bob telling Suzanne, who telling Joanne, and now everybody know her business, cause, and now she can't trust nobody, and it started because she couldn't trust mommy, because she couldn't trust daddy, because he couldn't trust mommy, because he couldn't trust daddy, okay? 
Your child is a human, not a slave. What are you teaching your child? What are you saying to them? How are you speaking to them that edifies them, that grows them? How are you tackling anger? How are you tackling anger? I really hope that from this episode you learn that your words are super important and that anger can destroy you. But you can work against it. You don't have to stay angry. Take them deep breaths. To ask for some time. Set a timer. Hey, I need three minutes to take a deep breath because I am about to get angry. And I will come and talk to you in a moment. Can't take three minutes? Take a deep breath. Get some oxygen to your brain. (laughs) Get some oxygen to the brain, buddy. I just want us to be the best versions of ourselves, the best versions of ourselves, the best mom, the best sister, the best brother, the best dad, the best uncle, the best auntie, the best cousin, the best teacher, the best leader, the best CEO, the best custodian. I just want us to be the best at what we are doing. And I think that when we acknowledge anger and tackle anger, We can do that. Thank you so much for listening. Come back. So what you say to being like royalty? When I think about royalty, I think about being a model of the expectation. A king and a queen show exactly how they want their prince and princess to act. (laughs) They get many words of affirmation and encouragement for the people all around them. They express their concerns and probably because that's not y'all business. They would never discuss their problems in front of a peasant. You rarely hear about their business, which means that you can't tell their business without consent. Trying to be like royalty like Beyonce. And I just imagine that I want to raise my child in that type of royalty. I want to be able to tackle anger in my family in a way that shows us to be regal and royal and quality, quality, pure quality. No other words. We're just a quality family because we tackle anger. It takes a village as a part that I take quite literally, and I've seen the positive impact of good people being around. It is important to get people around you who are ready to tackle anger and I believe that the world would be better if we make a conscious decision and intentional choices to make us be better. We need more God moms and God dads to make the village a village that is built on a strong foundation. Join the God mom community by subscribing to the podcast, sharing this episode, and following us on Instagram at God mom the podcast. It was great being here again talk to you all later peace up a time down beer 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 beer